When did it become okay for men these days to be soft and lazy? When did we stop punching walls and busting balls? No woman wants to be with a man who can cry without initiating a hellish cycle of deep-seated self-loathing taken out on the people he loves. You know the solution, don't you, you repugnant slug? Give our online discreet ED medication delivery platform your email so we can drown you in aggressively masculine marketing material and inject our patented testosterone solution right into your flaccid dick, you piece of shit. you. Hey everyone, welcome to I Love Basketball. I'm Sasha, aka The Machine. And I'm Sabrina. Thanks for being here. Congratulations on being super woke. We are both girls, which you probably didn't know before you started listening, but just roll with it. We're going to be your new Monday pod for the Silver Screen and Roll Network. We obviously have amazing, amazing, amazing timing because um, the season is completely over, basically. Uh, we are just starting this week, but on the other hand, it is perfect timing because we're all just going to need to snap out of it and try to enjoy the rest of the season, and that's like kind of what we're here for. So there has been a lot of you know bad mood right now around the Lakers, but truthfully, this is the best possible situation we could be in as Laker fans. The die's been cast. This team is not making the playoffs. (laughs) So we don't have to stress about every individual game and those ridiculous late fourth quarter runs that don't need to happen. Yeah, man. We can just enjoy the little moments that make the rest of the season I'm cool with being in the hole 10 minutes in. We're like 20 down, 10 minutes in. Throw me Alex Caruso any time of day. I'll take it. I love that. All right. So that takes us to one of our favorite moments this week, our dad LeBron moment. So, you know, going into the season, uh, LeBron was pretty much a veteran figure of significance. Yeah, he was going to be like, he's going to be patient. He's going to mentor the young guys. And we had those amazing moments when he and Lonzo would have those, like, actually gorgeous, intimate moments when they had good games together. Oh, yes, the co-triple doubles. Mm, Oh, my God. Better times. But now, uh, not only is he older than all the players on the team, he also is playing with uh, G-leaguers who uh, have legitimately played an infinitesimal amount of NBA basketball compared to what LeBron has. Actually insane. We did the math, okay, y'all? We did the math. These are the stats you deserve, okay? if you take the minutes that Mo Wagner, Alex Caruso, Jonathan Williams, and Isaac Bonga have played in the NBA, total them all up. That is 2.3% of the NBA minutes that LeBron has played so far in his NBA in his career. entire career. <laughs> LeBron has played like 45,000 minutes. 2.3% of those minutes from four players <laughs> who are seeing significant time for the Lakers now. Absolutely. Yeah. We saw, I think it was Alex Caruso and Mo had twice the minutes that KCP and, oh my God, JaVale had. Yeah, it was like JaVale had like 16 minutes. And that's a, that's a great game for me. But I can rock with this. Right. Can you rock with this? Because I, now LeBron is, like, actually kind of like a dad out he's there. He's literally shepherding these young kids on the floor, like, trying to teach them how to play basketball while the game is going on, which gives us these <laughs> incredible moments, like, against the Denver Nuggets when LeBron was leading the fast break and he threw it to Wagner and he was clearly expecting the ball back <laughs> for what probably would have been a fantastic tomahawk dunk of some sort. Oh, my God. But then Wagner played it off to Hart, who ended up making a, you know, oddly finished layup. But then you just have this visual of LeBron with his face. <laughs> like, good. what is happening, though? 
it was, you know, as the announcer said, like, you know, halfway there to how he treated J.R. Smith after that game <laughs> one of the NBA Finals last year. I just want to point out, too, that the average age of those four boys is 22 years old. 22.4 years old. Isaac so. Bonga, youngest player in the NBA. If you <laughs> haven't heard it yet, you will at some point you very soon. You will, definitely. If you hadn't heard it every single time you watch a Lakers national game with Isaac Bonga in it, then you definitely will. Um, also, I want to point out that Jonathan Williams had six dunks in the Celtics game. That was pretty fun. Yeah. And yeah. the LeBron Caruso alley-oop dunk. Really can't be replaced. That's why we call him the Screaming Eagle, y'all. ka <laughs> Not going to cut that out even. <laughs> speaking, speaking of young boys, speaking of young children, it's Kitty's Corner, everybody. It's one of our favorite sec- segments. We absolutely love Kitty's Corner. Usually we'll be talking about... Um, people who are actually on the team, um, but this week it was pretty tame right. with like all the injuries and more like, serious business. Happening. Yeah, there was some like serious shit going down this week. Okay, we had Brandon Ingram's injury, which is very sad, and we we're Lonzo rooting balls. for him absolutely. Lonzo Ball's like extended absence. Extended absence, not going to come back this season. And LeBron's record that was like everybody made some kind of like serious, that was a wonderful moment slash corny Instagram post about that. Which I completely support. And it was also Josh Hart's birthday. Happy birthday, Jay Hart. High fives to Josh Hart. Oh my god, I absolutely love that boy. Um, But it was pretty serious. Nobody really had anything going on except a truly, truly mind-f***ing crazy Instagram from Lonzo Ball. Which wasn't really from Lonzo Ball. This was LaMelo Ball doing... What can only be described as a skinny boy, like, aesthetic. I don't even really know. I really should have thought of a better joke for that. But I think really, like, truly, truly, truly confusing Instagram video um, where he is dancing and doing kind of like... Just really poorly. Like a whip. Really poorly. Yeah, kind of like a whip um, to the Lance Stevenson and Lonzo Ball song that came out a few weeks ago. Do you remember the name of that song? No idea. Let me do some research. <laughs> this is a riveting audio, right? <laughs> <laughs> Swerve. It's Swerve. It's called Swerve. That actually makes a lot of sense. That's pretty much the only word that you can actually make out in the entire song. So Swerve. That makes sense. Um, yeah, so he's doing sort of like the whip with no nay-nay to the Swerve song for about like two minutes on two different videos. And he tags LeBron Lance. James. It's fascinating and hysterical. There's literally no way that Lonzo actually boasted this. LaMelo definitely had his phone and just recorded yeah. it and for some reason tagged LeBron James for no apparent reason because this is not the album that LeBron has done AR on. No. <laughs> <laughs> and Lonzo, it got way too much traction for him to delete it. Yeah. He got like half a million likes, so you can't really delete it at that point. And the thumbnail, Sasha. The thumbnail is the most derpiest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I love his almost mustache. That's my favorite part. How old is LaMelo now? He's what? He's supposed to be a senior in high school or something? 17? He is forever 16 to me. Oh, cutie. Um, Yeah, no, this also made me think of how I, like, don't understand anything about Gen Zers at all. Um, And, like, it made me really think about how, like, all the old guys now are talking about how they just don't understand this new generation of right. NBA the players. Social media anxiety and how no one really seems to oh, be happy. And Totally. And I was like, wait till LaMelo Ball and his <laughs> colleagues are in the league, okay? <laughs> we have a couple years until the actual, like, 
these crazy these crazy kids come into the league and it's gonna be a wake-up call they're it's incomprehensible I don't understand anything that's happening there all I want is to see more of LaMelo's thin pencil mustache and this little this little beard this if he's going to post he's videos on. to his brother's instagram account he's got to make better thumbnails that's literally yeah i know one. i feel like it's almost like he's trolling us but it's a little bit too sincere <laughs> it's a little bit too sincere for him to actually be trolling us we'll see i'd love to see more of that um it almost reminds me see I do think there is a big difference. I know we're actually going a little bit in depth on this, you guys, okay? We have something to say about it. So, um, Lonzo Ball's really famous video where he's like, like, clapping. Oh, right. And it like zooms in every time. It's like, big boy time, like, whatever, that thing. Um, see <laughs> my Twitter, I believe it's my Twitter um, description, if that's what it's called. I believe it's in my Twitter description. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's the YouTube video linked in my Twitter description. Um, at Sasha Shaw. Follow me, y'all. Or don't. Don't at me, definitely. And um, it really reminds me of that, but like a way more sincere and way less obviously meme version of that. I, I don't understand anything that Lamella is doing here. I don't know why he's videoing himself from this angle. It's it's not soundtrackive. You can't even oh, really hear he the song. My favorite part is when he unzips his hoodie, and I'm like, you are actually 16, and this makes me feel just, old uh, and creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, why the adding of LeBron? That's the one thing that really drives me. I drives love me it. <laughs> I, think that, I think that hints more at trolling. I think he's trolling Lonzo a little yeah. bit. Maybe and also maybe kind of making a joke that his song sucks. I don't know, y'all. We'll see. The song... Kind the Lakers at home caption suggests that Lamelo is trying to speak into existence the whole Friday night. Lamelo making it was the also Lakers. kind of like a low key self own that this is what he's doing on Friday night. Yikes! <laughs> okay, videoing anyway. his little brother dancing to his music. <laughs> That's what we all do on Friday nights, isn't it? <laughs> I love, I love this kind of goofy. I want more of it. Okay, so uh, every week we're gonna hand out an award. It's called the I'll knock your mother. Out award sponsored by, by Brandon, Brandon Ingram. Ingram, and this week, you know, it's usually gonna go for like some kind of massive play, some kind of like stare down dunk situation, or you know, literally a punch that Ingram delivers. Oh, exactly, right. or the Ingram special if yeah. we ever see that again. Fingers crossed that we do. Um, or even last week, I would have thought it would be the four dunks in a row by Kuzma and LeBron. That was good fun, but this week. Um, there haven't really been a lot of dunks of note. <laughs> no. At least not finished dunks of note. No. <laughs> so a couple honorable mentions to start things off because uh, the kitties, the G League kitties, don't quite have Ingram's ability to connect quite yet. No, no. no. Honorable mention to Mo Wagner for his uh, Sports Center top 10 attempt <laughs> against the Nuggets when he took off from the lane and just uh, was. Shorter than he should have been for that dunk attempt. You know, he hasn't gotten a lot of NBA minutes. He has not gotten a lot of NBA so minutes. So we can forgive him. Right. He's been dunking over way less impressive dudes for the past year. You know, he uh, he didn't start off the season in great shape. So, you know. No, hopefully, that's Hopefully that's by true. April he's uh, making contact on those times. Yeah, I would love to see that. And I also would love to see more of Alex Caruso because... 
An Alex Caruso dunk is probably one of the most incredible things that you can see from the Lakers. Fortunately, we were, again, just shy of another incredible Alex Caruso moment with his tip dunk attempt against the Boston Celtics that, you know, (laughs) did not quite finish. And not only that, he got a foul for going over the back, which Jeff Van Gundy, you know, head coach of Alex Caruso on the U.S. national team during the qualifying for the yeah. World Cup, yeah, he did point out that if Alex Caruso is attempting a tip dunk, it should never be called for a foul because the right. mere spectacle of that deserves exactly. better respect from the referees. Look, he is incapable of fouling, okay? <laughs> I think that Alex Caruso plays good defense. We can defense, all yes. agree that Alex defense. Caruso is incapable of fouling. Right, so. um, I also wanted to give the award to our entire G League roster um, for actually knocking the Lakers roster off the court. Amazing. <laughs> all those Fantastic. veterans, all of those prime off-season acquisitions just oh, so eclipsed prime. by the, so the the trio of Alex Caruso, Mo Wagner, and Jonathan Williams. But you know what? This was all shades of JaVale McGee, actually. I think it was really an homage to JaVale McGee and the missed dunks. I think they oh, were yes. all, yeah, really an homage to JaVale. At one point, so. the JaVale McGee missed dunk tracker was quite high. Oh, it was high. It was high. It was actually the first dunk, the first play of every single game that we played. It was a missed dunk by JaVale. Unless, of course, yeah. the ball was just stolen from him. <laughs> Inexplicably, he passed it to the other team somehow. I don't know. I don't know. He has butterfingers, y'all. Okay. Um... Maybe we should call it the, I will try oh to knock your ass out of order. <laughs> Wait, what, what was the joke that we had, though? I forgot. Um, I'll there was a joke. fall all my motherfucking ass award. Is That's that what, what it was? <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it should be called the I'll follow my motherfucking ass award. Yeah. In um, which case, JaVale's still, still in contention. Absolutely. I think he slips. I think he has a little slippy every game. <laughs> He's a little, like, uh, a little comical. Ooh, kind of slip in every game. Lakers players on Twitter get a lot of hate. It's it's no joke. It's really it's real. Some of it goes a little bit too far in my opinion, but it's it happens. It's something that happens. So Rondo has been getting particularly a lot of hate. And um, normally every podcast we're gonna do like an in defense of kind of thing of a player or in this case not a player, but. I would have thought of getting into Rondo this week because I think he's been getting a lot of hate on Twitter um, and just all over the place because of, like, bad defense and, like, not caring and, like... I mean, sitting four seats away from the rest of the team isn't the best look. Brooding, like, actually just sitting and brooding for a while. Um, To be fair, they... The the guys that we signed thought they were going to be, like... In an amazing like LeBron playoff season in the West, like they thought it was gonna be, it's like Lakers, LeBron, like it's gonna be amazing. Um, not that they're not part of the problem, but to be fair to them, they did think that was what was gonna happen. Um, but <laughs> I've already gotten in the middle of this, but I theoretically don't want to get in the middle of this debate because um, I just I just don't want to get in the middle of this. I feel like I'm gonna get a lot of hate, and I already told you what my Twitter handle is, so I'm not really interested. Um, but I thought we should talk about you know, in defense of the last 16 games of Lakers basketball this season. Because I think we all deserve, after this season, to enjoy ourselves a little bit and, like, look on the bright side a little bit and try to have a good time. So... Could not agree more. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there were some actual, like, unintended positive consequences of missing the playoffs So we wanted to talk about. And the first one, we've sort of talked about it a lot already, but that's getting to see these young guys who maybe should have had minutes before anyway start to play some real minutes in NBA games. Absolutely. I mean, 
there's going to be a lot of work that has to get done this offseason to make a roster that's better than this season yeah. so that, you know, we're not in this position next March. <laughs> but yeah, as much as I'm enjoying myself, um, yeah, I'll maybe take a different It situation. can't hurt to get a good look at the pieces that are already in the Lakers system. You know, Wagner and Bonga and Williams and Caruso. I mean, we have the availability to watch them, and we might as well see what they're capable of because the teams we're playing still want to win. So these uh, are legitimate basketball games. Yeah. <laughs> Just because we get down by two against the Denver Nuggets doesn't mean they roll up and be like, oh, this would be so nice for the South Bay Lakers to get Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's not happening. No, no. It's almost like if LeBron had been relegated to the G League at this point. Um, but any game, like I said, where Mo Wagner is starting and I see twice as much of Caruso and Jonathan Williams as JaVale and KCP is a successful game for me at this point. It's a game worth watching. Exactly. I'm over... Like, Lance is out for injury, but, like, the lack of minutes for these veterans that we've decided we don't like, except for Rondo, who apparently gets to play 38 minutes a game for some reason. Just those, um, those 17 consecutive minute shifts, really. Those are <laughs> yeah, the those Luke are really special. Good. Oh, yeah, we were saying earlier before we started recording that, like, they put the, oh, these G League players, they play so well together. They have such good chemistry. And I was like, yeah, maybe their lineups Real in South rotations in really South Bay. good, actually. Yeah. Um, so this is actually what I sort of envisioned the season to be a little bit. I thought that we were going to see more of Mo Wagner, and I hoped and prayed we would see more of Caruso, which we didn't, who I loved from last season. And I thought, especially with the injuries to point guard, that we didn't see Caruso enough. And so now to get to see him play, it's, like, really awesome. Yeah, I just enjoy watching point guards who play defense. I mean, yeah. obviously, Lonzo Ball is my favorite player on the team right now. <laughs> And it's it's just really refreshing. I mean, I, I have no desire to defend Rondo. And Rondo has no desire to defend anyone. Uh, but <laughs> Caruso ooh, clearly yeah. doesn't have that flaw in his game. And it's, it's just no, it's really enjoyable great. to watch. Yeah. He's absolutely great. And Jonathan Williams was a an actual fan favorite, okay? <laughs> the Lance Stevenson fan favorite stuff is maybe my least favorite stuff from this season, okay? Yeah, Jonathan Williams, before they signed Tyson Chandler, like he was a legitimate part of that center rotation. He played those that killer game against the Spurs, the one where it went into overtime and like that 150 point score, the most ridiculous <laughs> thing that we thought every game was going to be like. That. I mean, Jonathan Williams was great in that game, and if the Lakers, you know, want to play fast, they want to switch. Like he's the kind of guy that would make perfect sense. I don't understand why he hasn't been playing until now, but I completely agree. I think that he actually has done just as much for the team as Tyson Chandler did. Tyson Chandler was like a great like pick me up. I agree. And but he hasn't really done anything since. To be fair, Tyson Chandler is like fifty seven years old. But that's okay. I mean that's what I'm saying. Jonathan Williams is like he's like twenty one, so we're all good. <laughs> like he they both are like on the fringes of like being able to be helpful. And I think that they both can, like, be that sort of pick-me-up. And I don't think Jonathan Williams got his real chance to be able Great. to do that. Great, and I'm happy to see him get a chance now because he's been playing tremendous. Like you said, six dunks Six against. dunks, y'all. Okay. <laughs> um, amazing. Yeah. And so I just want to give a little context for where I'm from, why I'm coming from, where why this is my favorite, like, perfect season would be just the G League playing with LeBron and our young guys. It would be more perfect if Lonzo, Kuzma, and Brandon Ingram were playing because obviously. obviously, I don't even have to. I don't even have to give reasons. Obviously, but I sort of I started watching the year after Kobe retired, which was 2016-2017. So D'Angelo Russell was the guy. He was <laughs> the guy. My God, and um, I was really really upset when he got traded 
because he was just like my first favorite basketball player and um am i even gonna am i gonna tell this joke about margaritas no it's way too much (laughs) it's a joke about bandwagoning y'all okay because now y'all are like d'angelo russell why did we trade him but at the time you all wanted him to be traded so actually gtfo so I'm, I'm kind of in my element now. Like, the whole time I've been a Lakers fan, we've been, like, Terrible. basically tanking. Um, so I'm, I'm in my comfort zone. I knew, like, this is all I ever knew before this season. I had really high expectations. I was one of those people saying that we were going to be in the Western Conference Finals this season. <laughs> no frame of reference, y'all. Not one frame of reference <laughs> at all. <laughs> so I'm, I'm stoked to be back here. I'm really excited to watch young guys. Watching young guys develop and play basketball is like has been one of the most enjoyable, rewarding things. And letting them play with LeBron just expedites their development. Oh my god. I mean, it's literally just LeBron going ham and then the young guys going ham. It's a perfect combination. It's amazing. And we have no laziness, y'all. I think that LeBron playing with the young guys actually makes him want to play more defense and Activates play harder. Him for lack of oh, with actually <laughs> y'all what what even was that when he said he was activated i was like i don't i don't see it i didn't see it i see it now i didn't see it then anyway so the young guys are playing and it's awesome there's a couple of other things that are good though so for me i'm most excited about the prospect of lebron james getting like an additional three months of rest because every season for the last eight years has gone until june for lebron and you know he coasted the regular season which is fine in the eastern conference and as we've discovered, not fine in the Western Conference. Yeah. So for him to get a little more juice in his legs before we have to start the next year is really exciting. Yeah. I mean, I've always heard these NBA players talk about, like, you know, is it at least, like, you know, worthwhile to get to the playoffs and get this experience? And I remember Kobe saying, like, you know, if I don't win, like, what's the point of coming in second? Like, I'd rather just not even make the playoffs. Well, here is our test case. <laughs> this is... And also, like, I know this is, like, hindsight, but with all of our young guys injured... The whole point of being in the playoffs this year would have been for them to get experience. Right. So and they're Ingram all injured. Can't play. Alonso can't play. Ingram like probably actually should not can't be playing. Play. Yeah, Hart shouldn't be playing. Yeah. And Kuzma like has a thing. I don't know what's going on with him. He Kuzma's was, fine. Kuzma he just wants to wear a suit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I completely agree. I'm excited for LeBron to get some R and R. He's it's totally like. There's just no pressure for these next, like, 16 games. He can play. He cannot play. I would like for him to play at least some because I think it's more fun. Exactly, and it just makes the lineups with the younger guys more realistic if somebody yeah. like LeBron is on the court with them. More bearable. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like nice I said, have I some would... real NBA talent on the floor. <laughs> it's, like, it's literally 0 to 100. Yeah. 0 and 100 on the court at the same time. Um I would love for everybody to get some rest, too. The front office needs to, like, take a look back at the season. And we talked about this, like, we want everybody to get healthy. And the front office and Jeannie and the coaching staff have failed so badly. Yeah. It's almost the silver lining here is that they have failed so spectacularly that it really forces them to reevaluate <laughs> how they put together this team. What in the tarnation they were thinking <laughs> They signed some of these players. Every thought process that went through building this team was clearly wrong. And now we have certifiable evidence that it was wrong. If we had been in the playoff chase, you know, up until the last week of April, you could have said, oh, if LeBron had played a couple more games, things might have gone differently. Nothing was, you know, terribly wrong to begin with. But no, this is this is a bad team. This yeah. is a bad outcome for the season. And it directly 
results from what the front office did during the summer, and so now they have to sit with that and learn from it, hopefully. Hopefully. I have a lot of hubris up there, though. <laughs> that was definitely the downfall. Yeah, I mean, I even the national media is starting to turn on Jeannie now, right? Like, Yeah, which is just crazy. I mean, I just want to say, like, we were talking about this. I know we're supposed to be, like, really positive or whatever. But um, we were just talking about this earlier that, like, at the time, there were, like, a few people in the world. At the time of the magic hiring is what I mean. There were a few people in the world who were like, oh, it didn't seem like that she interviewed anybody else. But everybody else, including me, was like, oh, it's magic. Like, this is going to be, he's going to make magic. Like, we're going to be fine. This is going to be, not fine, amazing. Like, we're going to win right away. And that was where the hubris of the Lakers exceptionalism of me saying they were going to make it to the Western Conference Finals. And to be fair, they got off to a really good start. You know, everything they did for the first year and change of their tenure seemed to work out really well, viewed really positively. I mean, one of the things we were talking about that was one of the best parts about last season was when they brought up Andre Ingram for the last two games of the season. Oh, bring him back. Bring him back. Bring him back. There is still an empty roster spot (laughs) on the Lakers. There are 75% of the roster is injured. What do you have to lose by bringing up Andre Ingram, getting some more shooting? And he has everything to gain. That G League salary... It's not good, y'all, okay? Let's get up some NBA. If you're not actually going to sign a productive player who you can test out for next season, which, by the way, I still think should be option number one is to see if we can find Mm. a young player who fits into next year's roster. But if they're not going to do that, which they've left this roster spot open for a month. It's been open? It feels like it's been open the entire season. Then maybe, you know, let's generate some goodwill again around the (laughs) Lakers' Andre Ingram. Absolutely, like that would be. We need an Ingram on the Lakers. We need an Ingram to oh, play. Always, there must be an Ingram. There must be at least one Ingram. <laughs> there must be an Ingram in Staples Center. Um, that's a Stark and Winterfell reference. If y'all did not get that, but but in I all honesty, get in, that. I'm not a Game of Thrones person. No. In all honesty, though, the Brandon Ingram, what he's going through is is kind of terrifying, and it's just so uh, unheard of in NBA circles that I yeah. just hope that. He has a team around him and good doctors to figure out how he can recover over the next few weeks and months because, I mean, that's just for his own personal well-being. This is a really scary thing, and I it's hope... It's terrifying, yeah, yeah. It's terrifying. This is, like, one of those... It's it's one of those great moments of what I, I thought of it was, like, this is a great moment to remember that, like, you should really listen to your body. And, like, he, he really felt like there was a shoulder thing, and a lot of people, I think this is wrong this is a wrong thing to say that you should just play through stuff like that and this is why high school athletes get permanent long-term injuries okay you shouldn't play through that stuff if you feel it it could be something it could be nothing and it's just a reminder that like these guys are putting their bodies on the line constantly and just to like pay attention to your body yeah Yeah. even though it was so much fun watching him these last few weeks just just tremendous fun watching him play like oh those God, spin moves amazing. against Milwaukee Mike. But Ooh. I'm glad they, you know, figured out what's wrong with him and hopefully like, knock on wood next year starts mm. clean build health. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. That's I think that's the best we can hope for from this whole situation is that everybody come comes back next year and is healthy. Cuz we've had horrible luck with injuries in the past like at least two years. I don't know. 2016-17 didn't feel like a bad injury year, but... It could just be because all of the players were terrible, but it didn't matter if they were hurt. Mm, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> that might be true. 
Um, I remember D'Angelo missing some time, and everyone was like, oh, D'Angelo, knee thing, that's, that's not good. Well, see, this is a, you know, a positive outcome, because maybe some, when guys come into the NBA at the age of 19, 20, they're just not prepared to play the NBA rigor yet, so yeah. they, their bodies just need a couple years to adjust. That's what I'm hoping for with Lonzo, because mm-hmm. we have those data points with D'Angelo. Like, we've seen Julius, after missing that whole first season, you know, yeah. having some difficulty. He Absolutely. got his body in shape, and he doesn't miss games anymore. And even Embiid. Even yeah. Embiid, and it's not not Lakers, but like even Embiid, he like he was out for like basically the first two years. Right. And so there is, yeah, good for you him. Know, for our guys who have had difficulty staying on the floor, they're still young. There's still time for them to figure out how to get their bodies up to NBA level, and you know, 2019-20. Basically, the whole moral is we're so excited for next season, <laughs> but still the remaining sixteen games. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I absolutely like. If you haven't been watching the South Bay Lakers, those are, like, supposed to be our guys. It's, like, Bonga and Mo, and I know Caruso's just, like, our dude. I don't know if he's, like, one of our real, like, young guys or whatever. <laughs> but I would love to see more Bonga in the coming games. He played five minutes in the Celtics game, and I would just love to see more of him. Yeah. Um, because made I, LeBron and four G-leaguers all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. I want to, don't even want to see JaVale in another game, <laughs> to be honest. The only thing... That has permanently scarred me from this season is the Avisa Zubats trade. That will leave a mark on me. At least he'll get to play in the playoffs this year. That'll be fun for him. Oh my god, I'm so excited for him. For him and he seems like he totally has bought into the Clippers like culture and everything. And he seems really happy. It must be nice so. to get traded and not have to move. That feels like the hardest part of oh it. Oh my god, yeah, that's so true. And not have to move somewhere. Shitty. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, Speed. Sorry. Where did he even go? <laughs> Detroit. Detroit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, is Detroit even a team? Do they even have a team? He'll get to play in the playoffs, too. Right. Yeah. All of our Blake young Griffin. little guys just oh blossoming God, all over stuff. the league. And D'Angelo Russell, all star. <laughs> oh, my God. That's my boy. Okay, guys, that's going to be our show. I hope you guys are have been inspired by us because we're very inspiring um, to enjoy the rest of the season, sort of take it easy, and hope that this summer is going to be – there's going to be a lot of, like, lessons learned and resting, and we'll all be super ready, fresh as daisies for the 2019-2020 season. Uh, but for now, we're really excited to have the show and have you guys listening to us for the next 16 games of the season. There's going to be a lot of fun moments, even if the games will be majority losses. And <laughs> you can keep tuning in to the Silver Screen Roll podcast and me and Sasha every Monday for more Lakers talk. It's actually the machine. <laughs> Sasha, the machine, and myself. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> All right, talk to you guys on Monday and follow us on Twitter at SabrinaJM and it's at Sasha Shawl. Okay, enjoy your week. Get, 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 get.